Good Monday morning, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. Got a little rest and maybe spent some time with family. Most importantly, uh, spent a little time worshiping our Lord. And so appreciate you being back here today. And we're going to get back into the 89th Psalm, Psalm 89. And uh, as difficult as the 88th Psalm was in dealing with um, a man who uh, seemingly got no answer to his prayer, uh, this psalm is uh, proving to be equally uh, difficult because I think for one of the reasons um, anything in the Old Testament we begin to talk about some of the covenants um, are a little confusing and, and difficult for us because um, they just the covenants were made with uh, Old Testament characters in an Old Testament time, and so it, it's difficult um, to take those then and uh, and to bring um, a, a modern uh, understanding and application uh, to them. And so bear with me as that is my uh, my. Uh, my assignment here in the 89th Psalm is to take a Psalm uh, that dealt with uh, the Davidic covenant, the covenant God made with David, uh, that uh, he would, uh, that uh, there would always be a descendant of David uh, on the throne, uh, that, um, that, that um, and, and apply that to uh, a people who don't have a king. Uh, most of us, um, there may be somebody, uh, we have people listening from different areas. There may be a country that, uh, that you do have a king, but for the most of us listening, we don't have a king. Um, and so this is a little bit difficult for us to, uh, to take and, uh, and apply. Uh, but, um, we're going to pick back up in verse three today. And, uh, again, the psalmist is bringing back up, uh, this covenant, uh, that God had made with David. Uh, verse 3 says, I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David uh, my servant. Uh, and so uh, the psalmist brings up uh, to God uh, that he had made an agreement. He had made a covenant with David, uh, not with one of the, the wicked kings uh, of, of Israel. Israel had had their uh, fair share uh, of bad kings and, and wicked kings, uh, but that he had made a, a covenant um, with, uh, with David. Again, remember the psalmist um, is probably uh, writing during the time uh, of the Babylonian uh, captivity, uh, during the time that Babylon had overrun and, and, and taken uh, many Israelites uh, captive. And so the psalmist is calling on God to restore, uh, to redeem Israel, uh, because he had made this covenant. Uh, and so he reminds God uh, that, uh, that he had made a covenant uh, with David, uh, not again with one of uh, the evil kings or the uh, the the wicked kings, and so uh, the psalmist is going back to that um, uh, original covenant uh, that God had made. Uh, 
uh, and uh, and so he's calling on God to uh, to honor uh, the covenant or the the contract is basically what a covenant amounts to uh, to honor that and to uh, to intervene in uh, in their uh, situation uh, and so verse four he, he reminds him of. Uh, that covenant. He says, thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. So he had uh, made this contract. He had made this covenant uh, with David. Uh, And even though uh, Israel themselves had uh, had failed. Um, he says, you've made a, a, an agreement, uh, with, uh, with us to uh, to to take care of us, um, and so uh, it was. Uh, again, he's he's calling on God to go back uh, to those original uh, promises. And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord. Thy faithfulness also is in the congregation uh, of the saints. And so, uh, again, the psalmist, uh, says, here's the contract, uh, and you are faithful. Uh, you are, you are true, uh, and heaven praises you and glorifies you, uh, because of, uh, your faithfulness and because you do, uh, honor, uh, and, uh, and, and take care and, and, Take care of your contracts, your uh, your covenants that you uh, that you put out. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints, and to be had in reverence of all them that are about Him. O Lord God of hosts, who is strong, Lord like unto Thee, or to Thy faithfulness round about Thee. And again, so He's uh, He's saying that God has uh, the um, unchallenged power. Uh, to do to to carry out his work, uh, and that he rules over nature, that he is uh, capable and able uh, of uh, of ruling and, and carrying out uh, this covenant that he had made uh, with David. Verse ten: Thou hast broken Rahab in pieces as one that is slain. Thou hast scattered thine enemies with a strong arm, uh, and so. Uh, Rahab is, uh, he's talking about Egypt, how God had, uh, overthrown Egypt and brought, uh, the Israelites, uh, out, that he had overcome, uh, their great power and brought the plagues and all the things he did, uh, to bring Israel out of, uh, their Egyptian, uh, bondage. Uh, the heavens are thine, the earth also is thine, as for the world and the fullness thereof, thou hast founded them. The north and the south, thou hast created them. Tabor and Hermon shall rejoice uh, in thy name. And so just simply, he says, you are the creator, you are the ruler, you are the sustainer uh, of everything, uh, of the universe, of all that exists. Uh, you have uh, you have uh, created, when he says here uh, that uh, in this passage, he says, um, that uh, the north and the south, he's, he's saying between the north and the south pole, uh, from top to bottom, you are um, you you are the the ruler, you are uh, 
the authority of everything uh, that exists. Uh, go on in verse 13, he says, Thou hast a mighty arm, strong as thy hand, and high as thy right hand. Uh, again, he, he goes back to the power and the authority uh, of God. Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before uh, thy face. And so uh, here he calls on not only the authority and the power of God, uh, but he says your kingdom is based on righteousness. Uh, it is based on love. It is based on faithfulness. Um, Lord, you, uh, you are, and righteousness simply means when, when we talk about being righteous, it means being right. Uh, and so he says, you know, Lord, you do uh, that which is right. Uh, verse 15, blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In, the, in thy name shall they rejoice all the, all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in the favor our, born, our horn shall be exalted. For the Lord is our defense, and the Holy One of Israel is our King. Uh, and so it, just to put it simply here, um, to, he's saying those that uh, who worship him, those who praise him, he says they'll be blessed. They'll be happy uh, that he will guide them. He will direct them. Uh, those that know the joyful sound and the joyful sound, uh, again, is the worship and the praise uh, of, uh, of the Lord. And so he says, they'll, they'll be happy. Uh, and so this, this lengthy passage that, uh, I've tried to cover here because I think it needed to all be, uh, covered in, uh, in, in one setting. Really, I probably should have done the first 18 verses together, uh, to be honest, uh, is, uh, an example that we praise the Lord. We praise him for his, uh, faithfulness. Uh, even in our darkest time here, uh, we have, um, uh, this psalmist, whoever uh, he may be, um, again, some believe Daniel, uh, who even in this dark time of, uh, uh, again, we, we speculate here that Daniel wrote and that he wrote from Babylonian captivity, but even in uh, that setting, uh, he is remembering uh, the faithfulness of God, uh, that God is, is true. He's believing uh, that God has made a covenant with David and that he will honor uh, that covenant. Now, the lesson for us uh, then is very simply that we can uh, believe and we can trust in the promises of God. For example, he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, when he says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Uh, when, when we, again, some of the promises we've looked at in the Psalms, that when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't have to fear any evil. Uh, when he says he'll give us peace that passes all understanding. Uh, when he says uh, that, uh, you know, what can separate us from the love of God, not uh, famine, not peril, not that nothing uh, can separate us from the love of God. Just as this psalmist uh, in his situation, even in 
uh, his uh, his darkest hour uh, of, of uh, again of most likely we're not sure but most likely uh, Babylonian captivity. He says I'm going to trust God. I'm going to put my confidence in Him uh, to deliver us and to honor uh, that covenant that He made uh, with David. Uh, and so today. Uh, we have this as a as a shining example to us uh, that we're going to continue. We should uh, continue to talk about the love of God, the unfailing, unending, immeasurable uh, love of God, His faithfulness um, to His people, His faithfulness to His word, um, and and that we can count on that, and we can rely on that uh, even in our uh, darkest time. Uh, we live in a world, and we have uh, certainly been uh, reminded of that in the last year, year and a half uh, of our life, a world of constant change, uh, where from day to day, we don't know what the next day holds. But one thing we do know is that our God is faithful, that our God does not change. We can depend on him uh, in our darkest hour, whether we're on the north, from the North Pole to the South Pole, whether we're on top of the mountain or in the deepest valley, uh, we can depend uh, and we can rely on the promises uh, of God. And so uh, that gives us uh, Two thoughts that I, I want to finish with this morning. One of them is, if we can rely on the promises of God, then we need to be in the Word of God learning those promises. Uh, I, I really believe one of the reasons many Christians are defeated uh, and uh, discouraged, depressed even, uh, is because they don't know, uh, they're not familiar uh, with the promises uh, of God's word. They're, they're, they don't know them, uh, and so they can't rely on them. Uh, so let me encourage you uh, to get into the word of God uh, and learn those promises. Another very simple way, and I've, I've talked about this before, uh, you can find them many times in the dollar store. Uh, a little book called The Promises, of, like it'll say the promises of God, promises for every situation, whatever. And it's a great little book. I don't get commission from the bookstores uh, or the publishers. Uh, but for example, you look in it and it'll say when you are lonely and you go to that page and there'll be all the Bible verses you need to see um, for when you're lonely. Uh, when, when you've been uh, deceived, when you've been hurt, uh, when you, you know, it, it'll just give you all the, and you can go to those passages, go to those pages, and right there in, in simple form, uh, you can find the, the promises of God's Word. We need to know the promises, and then we need to depend on the promises, because God is faithful, loving, and righteous. I hope that encourages you today. I hope that encourages you to trust God uh, no matter uh, your circumstance. All right, have a great day, and we'll see you back here first thing tomorrow morning.